Hello, Mama. I am so excited, as always, to be here with you. I really always am. I know I always say I am, but it's always true. I do love getting to sit here with you. So I am excited to be here with you today, especially because I got some sick kiddos. It's mild, but, you know, enough that we can't go swimming with the grandparents and go out and be in public, and I feel sad about that. Like, I do not want to be trapped in this house, and it's so hot outside that it's not like we can just go on a walk or, you know, do anything like that. We are trapped here, which is fine. I've had to put on my grateful lens and literally, you know, feeling like I want to just grumble, like it's the summer, we shouldn't be sick, why is this happening, blah, 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 right? And I've noticed myself getting to a negative place, and then I just put on my gratitude hat, and I'm like, nope, I'm grateful that I have a home. I'm grateful that I have feet to walk around, arms to carry my babies. I'm grateful I have babies. I'm grateful that, you know, like those simple things, I know I talk about it all the time, but that's because we can't be reminded of it enough. Uh, This is not at all what I'm talking about today. It's just where I'm at. So random, this is for free. Um, But it needs to become this automatic thing that we begin to do once that grumbling begins, once that bad attitude sets in. And when we begin to notice it in ourselves and we're like, oh, I'm in a bad mood or man, this day is a bummer. That's like a cue in your brain then to be like, whoa, wait a minute, start gratitude. And like, you don't even have to know where it's going to take you. You don't even have to be like, well, this is so I feel better. You just know when that happens, it's time to start speaking out some gratitude and it literally will transform how you feel and how you see things. And it still might not be the best day in the whole world, but honestly, like when you pause and reflect on what you have and, and think about just, gosh, the blessings are beyond what I can even speak, right? Even just that I can look at my babies, right? That I have eyesight and I can see their faces. I can see their smiles. I can see their tears. Like I can see them grow. Gosh, that's a blessing, right? Things we take for granted that I have a voice that I can speak to them, that I can speak life into them, that I can pray for them, that I can sing to them, right? That I have, um, ears to hear their voices and to hear them cry and whine and be loving and sweet and wise and unkind, like all of it. It's all a blessing because it's a gift. And so I don't know, that's just a random thing I do. I want to keep reminding you of because it's something that I'm trying to integrate that whenever I notice that grumbly attitude, that's like where I go. And so it's something that I I hope that you can take on in your life as well. Whatever is before you, whatever discouragement, whatever frustration, whatever negativity, whatever pain that people are causing you, maybe there's real legitimate pain. There's always room for praise. There's always room for gratitude. So There's your freebie. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to continue our episode today as we continue to talk about healing. And ultimately, like that's a lifelong journey with God and God does it in so many different ways. Sometimes he does it in a moment, Um, but often there's a, a process that we need to work out on our end not because God doesn't have the power to fix it, but because we have the free will to choose that healing. And so we have to like relearn to choose. Like, uh, if you ever heard about, like, I'm going to feel like I'm going to butcher how this was said before, but, um, talking about the, 
Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, right, they, they were out of slavery, but their minds were still in slavery. Like they still were bound up by limiting beliefs and by wanting to go back to where they came from, even they, though they were now free. And so God set them free, but now they needed to learn how to live free. And, you know, they obviously struggled with that a lot because they didn't even make it to the promised land. That generation didn't. There was redemption, though. Their, their children did. But in that, we have to learn how to step into that freedom. And so that's what I'm talking about. It's just some some signs that it's time to go a little bit deeper. Um, the podcast is great and it's an awesome place to start. And I truly hope it does heal you and move you forward. And that's why I created it. That's why I pour so many hours into it. It's because I care about you and I want to serve you and I want to be here for you. But ultimately, sometimes at least in my experience of podcasts, I listen to them and I can sometimes get some pointers and truly I I can get movement from it. But a lot of times I listen to it to feel good. I feel productive from it. I'm like, oh, that's great, right? And then I don't actually implement the things that I hear. And so I hope you're better better than me (laughs) on that. But I also know that some of you aren't, like you're in the same spot as I am. And so my challenge to you in, in this series, this mini series, is just to help you take those next steps. Whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you and God to do, maybe that's, um, finding a therapist. Maybe that's going to your pastor and doing some pastoral counseling. Maybe that's doing couples counseling. Maybe that's joining the academy. Maybe that's, um, gosh, you know, going deeper into God's word and studying healing. I mean, there's just so many, so many different ways that you can approach this, but just doing some deeper work where you're actually like letting God into the layers that maybe you've hidden away for a long time. So I hope that this challenges you. And you take it like take it as some fire, like, okay, it's time that I do something about this. Like I'm sick of carrying this weight. I'm ready for something more. I'm gonna do something about it. So I'm excited to do this. Let's jump in to today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, this is going to be so great to dive into this with you today. In the last couple episodes in this series, I talked about the signs that it's time to heal. And I hope um, you that helped you. You know, I was going to say, I hope you found yourself in that, but I hope you didn't. I hope you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do this deeper work because I'm in a great place right now. But I mean, the likelihood for most of us is that we're going to find ourselves somewhere in there, whether it was like an indicator of, yeah, I really do need to do this deeper work or even just like a, a, a flag, like, whoa, I need to work on this area. Um, I need to bring some leadership into my life in this area to do some work here. So wherever you're at, I hope that blessed you. And today I want to start by talking about why you should take the time to heal. Now, I know in a way it can be obvious because we just went through like the signs of why you need to heal um, and indicators that it's time. But I know that 
even when you see those, it's like it can it, you can have this mindset of, well, sure, that's there, but is that really going to change? Because, you know, we live in a broken and a sinful world. Like, is how I feel really going to change? Is this situation really going to get better? Is that relationship really going to grow? Am I ever really going to get over this thing? Like, how, how can I even work on my anxiety when the world is full of fear and brokenness? And I get that. I get that it can feel hopeless and overwhelming and pointless and like, why would I take the time and the money to invest in myself? And then in addition to just kind of that maybe hopeless feeling and overwhelmed feeling, there's also just this thing we have as mothers where it feels like our job, well, our job in a way is to sacrifice for our children, right? We're obviously making clear sacrifices in our lives, but we don't always know where that should stop and and where we should focus on ourselves and invest in ourselves. And it's kind of this blurry place that gets confusing. And so we often extend that that desire and and call to sacrifice too far in that we lose ourselves. We don't value ourselves. We don't think that there would be any good in investing in ourselves and we think, well, if I have that money, I should pour it into my kids or if I have that time, I should pour it into my kids and that's really like what my call is in this season and that that's what would be best. And so I want to challenge that and I know I've already spoken to this, but ultimately when you invest in yourself and you heal yourself through the power of God, right? God is the only one that provides healing. But what I mean is like when you invest in that healing work, that is going to have ramifications far beyond what you can see. It does not just stop with yourself. It is not just an investment in yourself. It is an investment in every one of your relationships, right? If, if you grow, you raise the bar of the health in all of your relationships. If you grow, right, like the bar of health in a relationship is a combination of your health and the other person's health. And, you know, if there was a barometer of like health, not that you can measure it in one to a hundred, but if you could, you know, you would have, you know, a barometer. And by the way, measurements aren't bad. So you can actually sit down and say like, where would I put myself on this scale one to a hundred or one to 10? Like where would I fall in terms of my health or the, this relationship? It's actually not bad. Sometimes like I, I veer away from that because I don't want to like, I don't know, create shame and be like, well, I should be here and I'm at this number and I'm not. But honestly, if we don't know where we're at, we can't move on from there. And so if we can't have an accurate view of where we're starting, it's going to be hard to grow because we're deceiving ourselves and not being honest about where we're at. And so measurements and and um, assessing can actually be really helpful and productive in terms of growing and assessing your progress and knowing where you need to go. And so that's actually not a bad idea. I, I I disagree with myself a moment ago. So you could do that. You could make a barometer of health in your relationship. And so if you think about that, going back to what I was saying, that barometer of health in that relationship is a combination of your health with the other person's health. And so if you raise your level of health, that's automatically going to raise the barometer in the health of the relationship. And so that as you up your health, it ups the health of every relationship in your life. Um, Your husband, your kids, your family, friends, your family, right? As you grow, those relationships will grow, which sometimes means having more uh, clear boundaries that, that create distance in some cases because it's not a healthy relationship or at that time it's not healthy. But I digress. Ultimately, I just want you to be able to see the value in investing in yourself because mama, you're worth it. And God wants to give you more in this life than you can dream. And, and 
not only are you, when you invest in yourself, going to help yourself grow and help your life be better. And we're going to talk about that. You're also going to, like I said, help your relationships grow and be better, but also you're going to become more of a a warrior for the kingdom of God, right? Often like what limits our ability to serve God and build the church and be a light in this world. Often it's our, our mental health, our, our health of spiritually where we're at those those, those pains from the past we haven't dealt with, that can create a barrier to really stepping into the full call that God has on your life. And so truly this is a necessity. And honestly, like this is part of why I do what I do, why I sit here and talk to you, why I have the Academy, why, why I do what I do in all my relationships and just in, in every area of life. I am so passionate about healing. And part of the reason, yes, one, it's because I love you and I don't want you to be in pain, but two, it's because I want you to step into calling. Like I want us to be on fire for God's kingdom and to, to create some change on this earth. Like Jesus isn't back yet. Like, let's go, let's, let's do some work. But when, when we get stuck in anxiety and depression and all these things that weigh us down, it stops us from moving forward. And it's time to be done with that because you were created for more than that. God has something more for you. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. That's why I, again, sit here is because I want you to move out of that because there's more and, and we need some more warriors to fight for God's kingdom. Not to mention that walking in purpose is the best thing you could ever do. Like it feels so amazing. So, I mean, terrifying too at times, but also amazing. (laughs) Anyways, I'm kind of already getting off on the topic. It's not one of my bullet points, but all this free stuff today. (laughs) Um, okay. So the, the, the going into the bullet points that I had written out, um, that, honestly aren't even as powerful as what I just said, because ultimately like being a warrior for God's kingdom, there's nothing that trumps that. But if you need some more convincing, here are some other points for you. Um, so first of all, what I have, it says, um, ultimately I want to tell you that things can and will get better. So like I was saying before, some of you feel like it's not going to get better and that there's hopelessness. Like there's, there's not a hope that it will ever change. And I want to say that is not who God is. Do you know who our God is? Like he parts waters. He creates rivers in the desert. He makes paths in the wilderness. Like our God can do anything. You think that he's just going to leave you hanging there? You think that he's not going to move you forward and, and maybe the circumstances won't change. Maybe that that's there whatever that hard thing is that you're walking through. Maybe it's a health diagnosis. Maybe it's a a painful relationship. Maybe it's loss, whatever it is. Maybe that situation won't change, but guess what? He can change inside of you. He can make you stronger. He can help you see hope in the hopeless. He can help you feel his presence in a place that feels dark and, and alone. Like he can change how, how life feels. He can change it. And so don't ever let yourself settle into a place that says, this is just how it is. This is just how it's always going to be. No, that is not who our God is. Like, remember, like get in your Bible, get in your Bible and go, go read about who our God is, about his strength and his might. Like he set the stars into place in the sky. Like he created those. He knows them all by name. He knows where they go right? Like he made that. You think he can't change your life? You think he can't transform things and make it better? No. 
Like when you feel that hopelessness, that is not of God. That is of the enemy. That is a voice of the enemy that you are listening to. And so you've got to throw that aside. It, so if, if that's what's stopping you from healing, like let this be your sign. It's time to begin because hopelessness is not what God has for you. And while it will never be perfect, it will get better. Like if you have the courage to do the work, to allow God into all of those dark places, it will get better, but it will never be perfect. Like perfection is not the goal. Perfection is not what we're seeking. That's, that's never going to be true internally or externally. We are fallen. We live in a fallen world that, that perfection only resides within God. He is perfect. We are not, the world is not, but his perfection is enough for us. That is enough. And so don't let that, that perfectionistic mindset stop you from trying to do some work and make some progress because that is just allowing the enemy to win in your life. Okay. Next one. After you do your healing work, the reason you need to set aside time is that you're going to love your life even more, even in hard seasons. So I just love this one because I, um, I really, really love life. Like I, it is, it is my favorite. Like I am so grateful for this life. I I wake up every day feeling just in awe that I get to live and what I get to do and, and just the life that God has given me. And while, you know, there are blessings that God has given me and I'm very grateful for those. And sometimes I'm, I'm always in awe of those. It's not even about the circumstances. You know, even I shared in one of the first episodes on this podcast, even after a miscarriage that I had the day after I was right, I wrote in my journal and I I look back and just in awe of this because it was just so God that I wrote like, God, I can't remember the exact wording, but essentially like praise you God for, for your goodness. Like I am excited for this year. It's, it's going to be a good year. And so even in the midst of terrible circumstances, the worst circumstances that I, I love life. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not bad days. It doesn't mean there's not hard seasons. It doesn't mean that I don't sometimes not love it. Like there are moments I absolutely don't love it. Even days I don't love it. Sometimes weeks or seasons. But but overall, like I love life so much. And I can promise you, I didn't always feel this way. Uh, if you've heard my story in some of the past episodes, like I I walked through a lot of depression in my past um, as, a, as a kid. And then in high school and college, especially like there's just so many years of brokenness and darkness and feeling so deeply alone and not wanting to live and absolutely not loving life, questioning why I'm here, wanting for it to all end. Like that's where I was. So this isn't just like, oh, you you know, I have a happy demeanor. And so this is why I love life and feel this way. Like, no, is this because I've done the work of allow? Ultimately, it's not me doing the work, right? It's, it's allowing God to do the work, but sometimes it's, we have to face it. We have to give it to God in that process of surrender. It feels like work, that process of releasing it, of looking at it, of working through it and dealing with it. It can feel heavy and like work. God is ultimately the one that heals it, but we do have to go through that process. And it takes a lot of strength and courage to do that. And so the the reason that I'm in this place where I do feel this way about life is because I've done that work and I've dealt with all of that. And it doesn't, again, it's not always perfect days or there's things that I go to and 
do in life that maybe would bring joy to some people. And I come home feeling so inadequate and so just alone. So like, it's not that I don't have dark moments or, or, or sadness or heavy things, but overall, like I love my life. I love what I get to do. There's so much possibility and hope. Like I, I, I just want more time. Like I want more time with my kids. I want more time to be here with you. I want more time to write a book. I want more time to, to do ministry work and to develop ideas for the church. I want more time to read. I want more time with my husband. I want more time to explore outside and explore the world. Like there's just so much possibility. I want more life. I love life. I'm not sitting here trying to like brag and be like, well, look at me. No, I want to encourage you. Like this is what God has waiting for you. When you like get through the junk that's holding you back right now, like that you feel like what's the point, right? That it's just, it's always going to be here and you don't want to face it. Once you actually face it and you work through it, you will get through it to the other side. And God wants to bring you to this place where you do love life. Like this is what he has waiting for you more than you can ask or imagine. That's what the scripture says. Like God wants to give us more than we can ask or imagine. And thing about healing too, is that it allows you to see the good in the midst of the bad, the beauty in the ugly, God's goodness in the pain. It allows you to endure, endure suffering without being taken down. And so it's not that you're not going to face pain. It's not that you're not going to face hardship. It's not that life's going to be perfect or easy or like light even at times, but it's that when you have this inner strength that rests on the foundation of who God is, and you have a confidence in that relationship with him, and you've given him everything, all of your pain, all of your suffering, you, you have this new foundation to stand on and everything that comes before you, you have the strength for it because God is with you in it. And you've seen him do the work and you trust him. You trust him to your core. There's not a doubt in you that, that, steals that joy from you because you know that God will sustain you through everything and through anything and that he's going to redeem you through all of it. And so whatever bad you're facing, you know that he is going to do something beautiful with it. And when you have do that work to get to that place, like nothing can shake you from there. Don't you want that? I know I do. Also, when you do the healing work, you will know how to handle hard moments. Um, again, there's going to be hard moments that come. Your kids are going to disobey. You're going to get frustrated with your spouse. You're going to have family members that are challenging, friends that are challenging, right? Again, broken, fallen world, broken, fallen people we live around. So that's going to happen. But now you're going to know what to do when that happens. And you're going to know how to apologize right? That's like a key is if you can get those apologies in place, man, you're like, you're a step ahead because we're always going to mess up. And, and the more healing work you do, the less you mess up, but ultimately we're always going to mess up. So if you can get those apologies, like locked in, you're like, every time I mess up, I'm apologizing. You're getting way, way ahead of the curve. Um, and so you're going to know how to apologize. You're going to know how to regulate yourself. Um, in terms of how to get grounded when you're feeling upset, when you're feeling anxious or uneasy, um, you're going to know how to find that steady ground again when you do that healing work. Um, and that's going to come from any place that you do healing work is, is you're going to know how to do that, whether it's like you're going and doing deep spiritual inner healing work and you're working through it with someone um, just on a spiritual level, like God can give you that foundation and, and he can help you learn to walk in that through the 
experience that you have with him in those settings. And this is something that you can learn through a therapist. This is something we talk about in the academy is how to get to um, that place of being regulated through your four steps and and what that looks like. So no matter what what kind of avenue you feel called to do this healing work, and that's something that is going to be present. you're going to know how to avoid destructive patterns that you've been stuck in. So you're, as you do the work, you're going to start to notice patterns in you and, and realize like what choices got you to the place that you're at. And you're going to know how to avoid that and how to change it and to change course so that you don't keep getting stuck in that same place. You don't keep ending up in that same place. You're going to stop it like ahead of the curve, right? Like it's one thing to just stay calm when you're already really upset and not scream at the top of your lungs. And that's like a victory. But ultimately the more work you do, the farther you back it up. So, so you never get to that place where you're about to scream because you know how to stop yourself way before you get to that place. Um, and even in my own life, I've seen that like now I still struggle with frustration at times, or even kind of, you know, raising my voice at my kids sometimes, um, you know, things I'm still working on. However, like the deep, destructive anger where I'm like yelling at my spouse and like just it's scary and uh, very abusive really that is for the most part gone Um, and that used to be a very regular thing in my life unfortunately ever since I was a kid um, into my marriage it was a very common thread that was happening in me Um, friendships you know like roommates that I would live with um, and so now I'll still mess up occasionally but that's like very infrequent um and that's because of the work that God has done in me. And and now I have such an awareness of myself that I know when I'm moving towards that place, I'm like, whoa, we gotta, we gotta slow this down here. And so I know how to stop it like way before I get to that place now, because I have taken the time to do the work and allowed God to heal me there. So that is something that's why it's worth it to do the healing work. You're going to save yourself time, right? (laughs) Like the more that you can back it up, you're going to not be always caught in those conflicts that take so long to resolve the the guilt you feel after. Like you're going to save yourself so much time really is what's going to happen. Um, Another reason that you need to take the time to do it or why it's worth it is that um, slowly as you do the right thing, it's going to become your default. So the more that you do the right thing, the more it becomes a habit and it just becomes what you do and you don't have to think about it anymore. And then the more you grow and the more you heal, the more you just stack those things on top of each other. Um, And this is for healing, but even just for habits in general. Um, Some things for me, like that has come from my healing work is I now apologize all the time. It's kind of one of the things I was talking about. That's like an easy one for me. I, uh, not always easy. Sometimes it takes, like, I don't want to humble myself, especially like with my husband. There's something about that relationship that can be challenging, but I will, I will get there. Um, not usually doesn't take me too long to get to the place where I can apologize. And so that's just my go-to now is I always apologize and always take ownership. Um, this is not, fully from my healing work. I mean, I guess it kind of came out. It was birthed from after my miscarriage and just like a desperation of needing God's presence. But I have my daily quiet time with God without trying. Like it's just automatic now. And again, this is not bragging. It's just the reality that can be there for you as well if you, as you continue to progress in this direction. Um, and then like I just shared, anger is not my go-to anymore. Sometimes frustration can be, but not that explosive anger. Um, So another way, reason that 
you know, you need to take the time. It's kind of something I already talked about, but your relationships will grow more healthy, beautiful, peaceful. You're going to be a better parent, wife, daughter, friend, follower of Christ, all the things. Like like I said earlier, as you grow in uh, that healing and that health, it's going to up the all of your relationships. Um, and then what I talked about earlier too, that you're going to be able to fulfill the call on your life. Like, let me tell you, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. It feels so amazing to fulfill the call. And there's stretching in that, which is very terrifying. Um, yeah, there, I'm kind of in the middle of some of that right now. And I'm like, really, God, are you sure? You sure, God? You sure you want me here? Okay, well, you better take, get better, you better sustain me through this because this is a lot. Um, but, but in all of that, like even in the stretching, God is doing work inside of you that is going to help you become who you were created to be. And, and that is the sweetest thing of all, sweetest work you could ever do. Okay, so those are just some some reasons of why you need to take the time to heal if you needed some more convincing. Um, and then I'm just going to talk briefly about like what does it mean to heal. Um, and I just have like a couple sentences here. I just my take on what it means. And this is you know I'm sure there's many people's definitions of this, but in my book it means that you take all of the past, all of the hurt all of the pain you've walked through, all of the bad memories, all of your sin, all of other people's sin, you bring it all and you bring it to the feet of God and you allow God to heal it. Meaning you look at it, you, you let him help you process it. You you look through it and, and feel it and see it for what it is. You see where God was in the middle of it and you allow him to redeem it. And that redemptive work is the most beautiful thing where he takes the very worst things and he turns them into the very best things. And in that redemptive work, that usually means using some of the pain that you've walked through to help someone else. And that's why I'm here with you is the redemptive work of God. The pain that I've walked through, the depression that I felt stuck in, the anxiety that I couldn't escape, the feelings of inadequacy that held me back. Like, that's why I'm here. I, I want you to be free too. I want you to discover what God can do in your life when you really let him go there. And so we're going to end this mini series just talking about like the different ways to heal. What does that look like? What I, I know I keep mentioning them, but I want to go just for a minute more in depth into them um, so that you can kind of know like what is your next step. So the first one I want to talk about is is just like more traditional therapy. Um, I have a whole episode on this. It's in the very beginning. I think like number five or something. <laughs> if you can hear strange noises, my child, my baby is here and he is trying to grab the microphone. It's so nice when they're like little and they don't move around a lot. <laughs> And then they get to this age and it's so fun to watch them like move around, but they also just don't sit still and hold in your lap as easily. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, maybe I need to put him down because this is a serious topic. Just a moment. Okay. We'll see how long he's content on the floor playing with his toys, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So traditional therapy. So as I think most of you know, my background is I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, and so I've worked in this field and 
I, there is so much good in it. There is so much beauty. I just was not the, the route that God called me to. It obviously informs what I do now and uh, just helps, you know, in so many different respects with how I guide and coach clients and all that. So all that to say, I'm not against traditional therapy. I do think there is a, a very important place for it. And I do believe it's something that absolutely everyone can benefit from if you find the right therapist, um, specifically having a, a Christian therapist therapist is the the most key component to this. So I do encourage like everyone to do some therapy work because it's, it's good, slow work that really helps you process some of like that deep stuff. Um, and especially if you're having someone that can point you to God and, and, and challenge you a little bit to, to go to God. And that's, yeah, one of the reasons that I, I kind of stepped out of therapy is that's not as much of a place where you challenge someone. It's kind of more letting the client kind of guide that process and, and supporting them in it. Um, and so, but but there's, there's so much good in it. And especially if you have major trauma that you haven't processed, PTSD, uh, severe depression, anxiety, that's just absolutely debilitating, then this is going to be the route you want to go as a traditional Christian therapist. And it, it's not means it doesn't mean you can't do other things as well. Like you can go and do spiritual healing too and pastoral counseling and the academy eventually, right? All of those things together. But I would start with the um therapy process with a Christian therapist. Now, the place I recommend to go, um, I love restoration theory, so I always love restoration therapists. So if you go into the show notes here, you can find a link to go and find a restoration therapist that might be in your state. Um, And those are just like, to me, the best. I love them. Um, And then uh, additionally, with that or even separately, EMDR is a really great modality that can help you really process trauma. And so finding a therapist that specializes in EMDR could be a really great avenue for you. So that is kind of the first realm is traditional therapy. Um, also if, if this is something like you want to explore and you're ready to do that work, um, I always give a tip of like, ask, and you're like, I just don't have the funds for this. There's no way I could afford it. You can always ask your therapist if they take a sliding scale. And a lot of times therapists will give a, uh, a discounted rate based on your income or what you're able to pay. And so it's worth asking if that truly is your, your limitation. Um, and I know it's hard to like give that much money for something that's so intangible, but it's actually the most valuable thing you can invest your money in because it's all about your growth and that's going to change your entire life when you do that work and um, get those things out of the way and not be stuck there anymore. So it is well worth your time. And I have a whole episode. Yeah, I think I mentioned already the episode in the, I think number five or something about like, do you need a therapist? Um, That can help you go more in depth into that question if you're wondering if that is for you. Okay, another avenue where you can really move towards healing is pastoral counseling. So this is usually a pastor that is um, not a mental health professional, but he will, he or she will do pastoral counseling with you in terms of helping you do the work with God, going to the Bible and looking at what it says and just walking you through some things to help you do that work. Um, and I think this is a great avenue. I think involving your pastors, if they have that capacity and every church is different in how they approach this and what that looks like. But if your pastors have that capacity, I always highly recommend it. You know, uh, it's so 
great to be able to have the leadership in your life pour into you at this capacity, um, or at least even if it's just one session speaking into you or knowing where you're at so they can be praying for you, whatever that looks like. And again, every church is going to be different. The bigger churches, pastors aren't able to like go in depth with every person in the congregation. So this looks different for everyone, but it is something to consider if the, the church that you're at has that kind of capacity. Um, another kind of form of healing that I haven't, I've explored a little bit is kind of, um, called it a few different names, inner healing, uh, spiritual healing. Some people will call it sozo. Um, and this is kind of just like a spiritual prophetic Holy spirit led healing experience with someone. Again, they're not a mental health professional, but they're someone that knows God's word, someone that God has called, uh, given the gift of counseling to, and they will guide you in like a Holy spirit, uh, led exploration of what's going on internally with you and doing some healing work kind of in that experiential moment together. Um, And there can be a lot of profound things that happen from this. I've done a couple of these sessions and it really was amazing just what God did and and how it equipped me and encouraged me. And even just talking about it now, I want to go back and like, look at my notes from those sessions. Um, but absolutely like some prophetic prayer, um, any kind of bringing prophecy and Holy Spirit into healing, that's going to be huge for you. And that is sometimes like when you get those kind of bigger moments where God sets you free. And then, then there's like the processing of how do I, how do I walk that out? How do I live free? Cause God can set you free from something, but sometimes it's going to take that work to have that mindset of not being a slave anymore. Like we were talking about before. So that's another option. And then lastly, of course, I want to invite you into the program I created. This is kind of a compilation of aspects from all of those different things I've mentioned. There's a restoration theory taken from when I was a therapist. There is some um, kind of inner healing work, a little bit of it that I lead you through in a in guided prayer work. And you invite the Holy Spirit to kind of reveal things to you and, and you give things to God. And there's, there's some of that kind of work. There's some pastoral counseling aspects where I help you go to the word of God to really sharpen your sort of the spirit and, and get rid of some of the lies that have held you back. And there's application in terms of how to apply all of this uh, very practically to all of your relationships to help heal them and move them forward. And then, of course, there's that redemptive piece as uh, God speaks to you about what you are called to do and and how you're called to bring hope into this hurting world. And that's what we end with. And so I this is like a kind of a based on this revelation God gave me. I don't even know it was a revelation at the time. It was just like a random idea that. Um, I had before I was even a therapist that I was like, I want to help people heal by helping them first heal their past and then heal their present and then step into the future and talk about like the hope of the future. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to call it the Britney spectrum. And I like copyrighted it in my little journal, like 15, 20 years ago. And (laughs) And now here I am today and I've brought this uh, into fruition and God has just been in the middle of it and everyone that has walked through it has just seen so much fruit in their lives from what God has done in this process. And so if you are someone that isn't in the middle of like very deep, heavy trauma, if you've done maybe some of that work or you haven't experienced that at all and you're self-motivated, then this could be for you. I would love to help you walk walk you through this. It incorporates videos, worksheets, and then we have weekly weekly group coaching that I will personally get eyes and ears into your life so I can support you in this healing journey. 
And don't forget, if, if that's for you right now, there is a sale, $200 off, and I would love to see you there. It's uh, That applies until, I was going to say February 7th. I have no idea what, what month we're in. August 7th, that would be the correct month. So until August 7th, you can get $200 off. Go and apply. Um, you can go and find the information at morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number 8.com or you can find the link in the show notes, Facebook group, Instagram, all the places. Um, But I would just so love to get to walk with you through this journey that can create so much beauty in your life. And that's not for everyone, but I know that there's some of you that God might be calling to that. And so for those of you that Holy Spirit puts it on your heart, I would love to see you there. But let me just pray for you. Of course, I went long. I'm just so passionate about this topic. Um, Yeah, let's just invite God into this. God, we just thank you for the gift of healing. We thank you that we don't have to stay stuck and in the muck and the mire of this life, God, the heaviness that we walk through, the pain we walk through. God, we thank you that there's a way out, God, and that your power can reside in us and do the work in us to live a life that we were created for. And so I just pray for every mama that has listened to this series, God, that you would just show her what her next step is. God, give her the courage to set aside that time and the money for herself, whatever whatever the next step that is, God. Help her to know she's worth it. Help give her a vision of where you want to take her, God. And I just pray that you would set her free, God, that you would help her to love her life, God, and to step into that calling that you have for her, God. We love you. We thank you for this beautiful life you've given us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.